summer in the city Back of my neck getting dirt and gritty Bend down, isn't it a pity Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city All around people looking half dead Walking on the sidewalk harder than a match But a night is different world Welcome to Lone Star Collective. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is episode six. Our guest this week is the one and only publisher of the Texas Hemp Reporter, Russell Dowden. How you doing, Russell? Good, Jesse. Thanks for having me on, man. Congratulations on the new podcast. Well, thank you, and I'm, I'm glad you could join us this week. I know you're, you work like a madman at times putting all this stuff together because it's, it's you, man. It's, it's, it's all you. No, it's not on me. I have a lot of help with the writers and uh, and and everything. But I I do a lot of the advertising sales and I assign uh, you know the, the the articles and that kind of thing. But yeah, it, it is. But I've been doing this a long time and uh, uh, it's fun doing this. I'm just glad to be in this space. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been it's been weird because I because I obviously I work with you doing co-hosting your podcast. And we, I'm I'm looking at the Zoom call video and just all the stuff that we've you've set up over like the last month, just the, yeah, the traffic light and the brick wall and. <laughs> yeah, we we've been playing around with this video stuff. And the other day, Jesse, I got I bought a 4K Sony Alpha 6400 with a uh, Sigma uh, 16 millimeter lens, which is very popular on the podcasting video stuff and. It seemed like the that was one of those configurations with that camera and that lens was very popular. So I splurged for that stuff, despite my girlfriend's uh, uh, please uh, to uh, not uh, do uh, it permission. <laughs> but uh, I know I I went ahead and added that camera, and we've got a couple of 4K cameras. We have three 4Ks and a GoPro that we hardly use the GoPro anymore. But uh, but um, it's exciting. We're toying around with some new gear over here, and and you've seen the the set the staging kind of uh, in the backgrounds changed. A little but it's cool having all of this stuff now with the video so want to start off with uh wanting to know how exactly you got into this field because i've had discussions with you and i know you you did some radio stuff and went on to publishing could elaborate on that well, I was a young kid in my early 20s um, learning how to do uh, advertising sales for my family, which ran a small publishing company in North Austin. My, my stepfather's business is a, a sports marketing. And so I was a young, right out of high school, selling advertising for my family's business. And so I was always on the phone selling ads, working clients, knocking on doors, doing business to business sales. And I did this right out of high school. So I was, I was 19, uh, 18, 19, 20 years old. And I always did that. And I ended up in radio, Jesse, when I was like 23 or four. And I went to work at an interview for a radio station that was ironically in Round Rock, where I now live. And uh, I went into this country station. I think it was called Kick FM. And this must have been in 95 or 96. And um, I went into the station and there was all these silver records on the wall and gold albums and you're walking through the station. And, and I was really, you know, just kind of uh, blown away with uh, the presence of, of the, the, the personalities that were in the building. And, and they hired me in there as a sales rep. And the guy told me, he said, 
Pay no attention to all the egos in the walls in the building here, young man. There's a lot of personalities in here, and you may not agree with everyone, and uh, you may not agree with everything they say. And, you know, so don't get, you know, toughen up. You got to have some thick skin to be in this business. But welcome to the entertainment industry. And I just looked around the broom in the hallways there and, you know, saw these country albums on the wall and, uh, I was hooked right then and there. I just uh, fell in love with radio, um, and uh, that kind of was the beginning of of, uh, of a, a long romance that I've had with radio. So what transitioned you from, from radio over to publishing? I know you were doing sales, ad sales. Yeah. Yeah, well, see, my family's business was a sports marketing company, and they had uh, – dad had several sports publications that he did. He did uh, several high school football publications. Um he did. Uh, so my family's background was print media. Uh, my mother would do the graphic design and my dad would do the ad sales. And so that was how I started was print advertising sales as a, as a, as a kid making commissions from my parents working with them. But, uh, I did radio for uh, uh, many years until the, through the nineties, I worked in radio stations and I, uh, worked in country radio. I worked in rock and roll down in South Texas in the Rio Grande Valley. And I did advertising sales, but sometimes I would get my station manager to let me be on air. And that was how I kind of actually got on air eventually. In 97, I started um, a little football program that I did with my friend Mike Quinn, who, who Mike and I are still friends to this day. Mike runs Silverstone Records and Talent in Los Angeles uh, in Santa Barbara, actually. And Mike is still a good friend of mine. Um, and um, I, I started off kind of getting into radio on the air with Mike, uh, but I was always sales first and then on air talent. And then later I got onto a country station down there. Um, I was the Cosmic Cowboy on overnights doing a, a Cosmic Cowboy. Yeah, Cosmic Cowboy with a, on FM 100 KTEX. I was doing the overnight DJ gig uh because when they put you on the overnight when they start you in radio you cut your teeth on overnights you know and you probably know this you were at ktsm or uh or yeah, the over, station there yeah i was over at ktsw with the texas KTSW, state university right. texas state university so you know how it is they start you off in the overnight shift when you're on air and eventually i i did that for about a year less than a year at KTX, but but because I was into UFOs and paranormal and all that, they they let me have fun with my night jock name and my on-air name was the Cosmic Cowboy from midnight to six a.m. and uh, I, I enjoyed doing that. And then I later ended up doing producing my first talk show aired October thirty first of nineteen ninety nine on a public radio affiliate in Harlingen, where I worked at KTX was in Harlingen, and so my I worked Monday through Saturday in Harlingen on KTEX. And my one day off, Jesse, I produced a 30-minute talk show about paranormal topics on Sundays from 2.30 to 3. So I was on the air every day of the week on two different stations. And that show was a paranormal talk show that I eventually did um, go syndicated on GCN Radio Network. Uh, but I shot that show. I had that show on a couple of stations, uh, 92.7 on Padre Island. I did that for a little while before I went syndicated. Back in those days, it was just a big thing to be on the Internet. Um, so we were doing the shows uh, on sta- on air, but it was it was like in 2000, it was like the cool thing was to try to get your show on the Internet. Well, we actually have a, a very fortunate thing 
thing has happened. Austin has joined the discussion with us this evening. He'll be able to come in and ask a few questions to see. Austin, are you there? Are you available? What's going on, Russell? How are you, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Austin? Uh, thanks for having me on podcast number six with you guys. I was oh, yeah. just telling, telling Jesse how I kind of got started in radio. Yeah, keep going. Don't let me interrupt you guys. <laughs> well, anyway, Jesse, I started uh, with that paranormal show on Sundays, and that, that led to um, a syndicated show. I knew a guy from Austin that had a show on GCN by the name of Alex, and uh, he had a big national show. So I, I ended up approaching the same network, and I, 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 of course, got on Saturdays at GCN with this paranormal rock and roll show that I used to do. Alex, um, and that aired uh, on Saturdays from three to five p.m. on GCN Radio Network, and and of course that was Alex Jones that was on the radio on on Monday through Fridays there on GCN. You you published with Alex, correct? Yeah, magazine. Yeah, see, the thing is, Alex and I knew. I didn't know Alex until after that show was on GCN and I had the show Saturdays. And so what I would do is on Fridays, when the first show I did on GCN, I had David Icke on. He was like the Mr. Mr. Conspiracy of all conspiracies. And the summer of 2000, David was on my show. So what I would do, Jesse, is I would call into the Alex Jones show on Fridays at 1.45, 10 minutes before he would go off the air. And I would say, uh, you know, and I would wait for 30, 40 minutes to get on, you know, but I would plug my show. Once I got on, I, they would say, go to Russell in South Texas. And, and I would say, hey, guys, I just wanted to uh, let your listeners know, Alex, uh, uh, this is Russell. My sh program is uh, the Set Lab chat show on Saturdays here on GCN from 3 to 5 p.m. And I have David Ike coming on the program this weekend. Um, and I wanted to let your listeners know to tune in. And then he was like, oh, you must be part of the new programming on GCN on the weekend here. And, and I was, yeah, of course. Cool, yeah. And so he would let me plug my show on the Alex Jones show um, on Fridays. And I, I must have kept doing that. I kept bothering Alex on week Fridays to get people to know to listen to my show on Saturdays at three. So I kind of he started knowing who I was from there. And then when I, I moved back to Austin, um, I started I became a TV producer at Public Access. And that's when I started rubbing elbows with him in the studio at Public Access in 2000. Oh. Oh, nice. Uh, but that led to where we're going with all of that, which is um, me me ultimately publishing InfoWars magazine for them. You know, we, we did a paranormal magazine from 2002 to 2012. So for 10 years, I ran uh, the Austin Para Times for, for about a year and a half, and that turned into Weird Magazine. And, and then we had a good run doing Weird. And Weird Magazine is when we used to work with Texas Normal and you know, I would interview Elvira for Halloween or Cheech and Chong for a comedy tour. Uh, we interviewed uh, Sammy Hagar, a lot of rock and roll bands and countercultural artists. It was a very, uh, <laughs> very counterculture publication. I'm actually just enjoying this uh, uh, reminiscing and going back <laughs> and, and hearing the come up because kind of from the outside looking in and watching this amazing growth that you've had, Russell, uh, just in the hemp space, it's been, uh, you know, it, hearing kind of your background and, and how you came up and uh, you can see the hustle. 
and it's uh, it's welcomed. Well, well, thank you, Austin. The thing is, is you know, is I did 101 issues of of of, of Weird magazine. Well, nine of the Para Times, and then we ended up I don't know 92 or three Weirds. It came up to about 100. And I came to Alex and I said, Hey, I hear you want to do a magazine because the, the the rumor was that he was gonna he was talking about doing this on the show, and so. You know, I used to print his articles in Weird back, you know, he was on the cover of a couple of Weirds over the years. And uh, I mean, we were we weren't close, but we knew each other and we we swam in the same water, if you will, uh, as as, uh, you know, weirdos covering conspiracy and, and culture <laughs> in Austin, you know. And so uh, I knew him. And so I went and approached him and I just happened to Jesse be publishing my 100th issue of Weird magazine that June of 2012 and I went in to go see him and he says um, I can't believe you're still doing these magazines Russell you know and I was like well I hear you want to do a magazine and he, he says yeah uh, come see me on Friday so I, I went to go see him and, and and he ended up making me a crazy offer and kind of acquired me to start InfoWars magazine for him. So Weird Magazine basically turned into InfoWars. So from 2012 to 2014, you know, if you were in Austin, you know, you saw Weird uh, InfoWars magazines everywhere. I mean, we were publishing 100,000 copies a month and he was selling them all over the internet and making them available. And I mean, that that allowed me with a budget to do whatever I needed to do. And it was a lot of fun. So we, we got our, we got some experience doing that with Alex and that was that really put me on a good path. Well, to- let's, I love hearing about all of that. We're going to get into a quick sponsor break here on the Lone Star Collective. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, with co-host Austin Zamhariri. Our guest today, Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter. We'll be here right after this break. Dream Blue Bonnet is a proud sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective. Blue Dream Blue Bonnet carries cannabis art, gifts, accessories, and more for you and your friends. Whether it be a pair of cannabis-themed leggings or a rolling tray, Blue Dream carries a variety of products. Visit BlueDreamBB.com to see their inventory and check back regularly as new items are updated. You can also find them online with Facebook and Instagram under the handle at BlueDreamBlueBonnet. You can visit them online again at BlueDreamBB.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit TexasCanaco.com. That's TXCanaco.com and click the contact tab. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. 
here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective, Episode 6. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Our guest for this episode is Russell Dowden of the Texas Hemp Reporter, Weird Magazine, Texas Sports Monthly, former publisher of InfoWars. And Rockstar Magazine. And Rockstar Magazine. Quite the, quite the, I guess you could say the writer, the publisher, the editor. Well, you know, <laughs> I have some ideas about, let me see here, um... These are ideas I have for book title. I'm, I'm going to work on a book this winter. And uh, well, what do you think of these, Austin? I'll let you and Jesse chime in. These are some ideas that I have for a book. Um, no News Here, Memoirs of a Stoned Publisher, uh, a, a Tabloid Guru, My Life in Pages, or No Rules Media, a guide for adventurers seeking answers through booze, books, and broadcasting. Uh, or I like maybe combinations of... Uh, a tabloid guru, an autobiograph, an autobiographical, autobiographical account of my life and experiences in psychedelics, radio, and counterculture publishing. I don't know, but I definitely want to work on a book that talks about my experiences. I was. You probably have some wild ones. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about writing one. Why Texas and Montana are nowhere near each other. <laughs> well, I um, uh, yeah. So when we stopped doing, uh, I, I worked with Infowars for two years. I wasn't technically the publisher; that would have been Alex. My role was the general manager of the magazine, and I got to host some shows over there doing during that time with him. I got to be on the radio with them. Uh, it was a um, you know, it was a good, it was cool experience doing all that, being a part of that media group for a little while. And then I, after that ended, I started publishing for a little bit. I, I published six issues of Paranoid Magazine, Austin. Uh, when I left InfoWars, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was, I knew I needed to create something different. So I created Paranoid Mag magazine.com for a little while and i i thought that would be funny to, to do paranoid after leaving alex's office and uh, i did about six of those and quickly realized that's not going to get enough advertising revenue the that real we need to change. the real question is were you paranoid after literally <laughs> leaving alex's office no no i wasn't paranoid at all i i just i just thought that that was a funny way of my departure over there and i thought it was kind of maybe in a way an elbow in the ribs to him when I left just to do something like that for a little while. And I really did that more um, just to get my feet wet back into publishing. And that the seventh issue of Paranoid Jesse actually turned into issue one of Rockstar Magazine. And so I then began from 2014 to 2019. Uh, I did Rockstar Magazine. We did 40 44 issues or 43 issues of Rockstar. So I interviewed a lot of bands here in Austin and uh, I was you know pretty good friends with Omar Vallejo down there at 512 Studios and uh, I was nice. instrumental in getting Omar's uh, Omar's show is now in I think season 13 or 12 and I, I helped him get that show going for him. Um, but uh, interviewed a lot of bands um, doing that. Um, we were known to interview Cheech and Chong, 
like we did in Weird. We interviewed Cat Williams. We we were, we often interviewed comedians. Steve O from Jackass was on. The, oh, I had dinner with I had dinner with Steve O one time. Um, yeah, tell us about that. Well, he was sober, so it wasn't that fun. <laughs> <laughs> Steve-O, uh, we had dinner downtown when he was p- about to perform at the Paramount Theater, and, and we just talked a little. Uh, it wasn't really anything that fun because uh, I was having a beer with my dinner, and, and, and he was like starch uh, sober, you know, and he was very adamant about And he talked about his sobriety, uh, which was really weird for me. But um, but I had Cat Williams on. I ta- I've interviewed Cat Williams. I did. A, I got a chance to interview him on KAZI doing Rockstar. We entered 311. Uh, Interesting. I forget one of the, the guitar player for 311 was on my show uh, and on the uh, the magazine. Uh, you literally got to investigate cool. 311. Yeah, they they were cool cats. They they were fans of paranormal stuff too. And and we we interviewed Gwar before Gwar's lead singer passed away. That is awesome. Uh, nice. And uh, but I got to interview Phil and Selmo for uh, the band Down. And Phil had a Halloween show in Austin a couple of years back there. And I interviewed Phil. I actually interviewed. Um, the drummer for Pantera it was uh, he was with an, in a band with uh, Sammy Hagar called Chickenfoot with Chad from uh, uh, God. There was a co- super. So it was one of those super groups. What's the drummer's name for? I want to say since passed away. I want to say Vinny. I, that's what comes yeah, to my Vinny, mind. Vinny Paul. Yeah, yeah Vinny Paul was in on uh, interviewed too. I, I've interviewed so many. I have to really stop and think about a lot of the. Yeah, he was in um. Folk- he was in a super group with the singer from Mudvayne called uh, Hell Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That was it. In fact, we had Hell Yeah on. That was right. It was Chad from Mudvayne. Yeah, Chad Gray. Yeah, Chad Gray was on. And, and I didn't have Chad on the show, but I, for the magazine, I interviewed Vinny. Um, so that was really cool because I eventually interviewed uh, Phil uh, later. Chad uh, would definitely fit into Weird yeah. Magazine. I don't know if you've ever seen how he yeah. dresses for shows, but he would definitely go into Weird Magazine. <laughs> yeah, that was for Weird Magazine when we interviewed uh, um uh, interviewed that band, uh, hell yeah! Uh, but I didn't interview Chad. But yeah, we just interviewed a lot of bands, com, com comedians. Of uh, um, you remember Dave Attell? Dave used to host uh, Insomniac on Comedy Central. Yes. Uh, Dave was on the magazine cover before. Kinky Friedman. Uh, oh, yeah. So I mean, uh, we've had a lot of experience with, um, you know celebrity types being on the magazines and the radio shows in the past. So it really has helped, you know, as we got in here later and as you guys are all starting to know me in the hip and marijuana space, I've had all this background and experience. Um, and we really kind of fell into this hemp magazine really kind of happenstance uh, here in the last year or two. When exactly did you start publishing Texas hemp reporter? Like what drove you to publish about hemp? Well, well, that was really kind of, um, I had I had um, I had gotten myself an office in Westlake in February of 2020, and I was installing stuff in there and building the office out. It was a little tiny, small place off of 360 in February, and uh, Colby Bryant had passed away in that helicopter crash yeah. around that around that time and it was very sad and but it was that same week that that happened that some friends of mine 
in Colorado, Austin had, had reached out to me about selling seeds to the new Texas hemp farmers. And uh, I was like, what do you mean hemp farmers? We don't, we don't have, we don't have marijuana in Texas. We don't have any, oh yeah, you got a new program there. And I, I didn't, I didn't know about the farm bill until honestly about February of that year when those guys were trying to recruit me to sell. They knew I was a good marketer and, um, and that I had experience in sales and marketing and advertising. And these guys were trying to recruit me to sell seeds to the Texas hemp farmers. And I, I wasn't interested in selling seeds, but you know, a magazine publisher publishes. And so I, I told the guys, I said, well, I'm not interested in selling seeds to farmers, but, but I wonder who's going to do a magazine about this new space. This sounds exciting. And, you know, maybe the, the guys were like, well, maybe you should, Russell. And I was like, yeah, I should. <laughs> so I, 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 I created uh, the Texas Hemp Reporter. I just, I just, I didn't know what to call it at first, but I, that was what we ended up with. And, you know, I bought the .com and started working on it. And, and, um, and then COVID hit. So when COVID hit, uh, my sports magazine that I was really making a living doing took a huge hit when all you got to remember March 12th of 2020 yeah. all sports shut down shut down so and then I was about to bring back Rockstar Austin and we were going to put Gary Clark Jr. on the cover for in time for South by Southwest oh yeah and then South, South by, by went Southwest, down South by Southwest got cut shut down due to COVID yeah well, there was a huge cannabis block that we were all anticipating and it was going to be you know they had already done one in 2019 that was quite successful and in we were everybody was ready to send down on Austin. I remember they shut it down. And when they shut down South by Southwest, those of us in Texas, that's when we knew it was a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man. So here I was uh, trying to get my my April issue of Texas Sports Monthly out. Um, and I started that. That publication was only four years old. Um, we kind of skipped through there, but I did do Texas Sports Monthly for a while. I'm, and I'm, so the, that COVID really shut me down effectively with Rockstar and Texas Sports Monthly in my little tiny small office on 360 in West Austin. And so um, I really didn't have any, you know, it was a weird time because I just was staying at home. Nobody was going to work at the building that I was leasing. Um, that Everybody in at least in that building was staying home for, during COVID. And <clears throat> so I ended up uh, just coming to Round Rock and working from home and I didn't know what to work on. So I started making calls on on texas hemp reporter well we're going to go to another quick sponsor break here our guest russell dowden publisher of the texas hemp reporter i'm your host jesse williams here with co-host austin sam Harry. this is episode six we'll be right back like she did one thousand times before don't you love her ways tell me what you say Blue Dream Blue Bonnet is a proud sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective. Blue Dream Blue Bonnet carries cannabis art, gifts, accessories, and more for you and your friends. Whether it be a pair of cannabis-themed leggings or a rolling tray, Blue Dream carries a variety of products. Visit BlueDreamBB.com to see their inventory and check back regularly as new items are updated. You can also find them online with Facebook and Instagram under the handle at Blue Dream Blue Bonnet. You can visit them online again at BlueDreamBB.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. 
Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective, just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit TexasCanaco.com. That's TXCanaco.com and click the contact tab. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Broadcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products, quality, or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, Episode 6. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, here with our guest, Russell Dowden, and co-host, Austin Zamhariri. How are y'all doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Hey, yo, I'm so glad to have you on, Russell. I'm so glad you're here and that you're available. And uh, I meant, uh, you're just, uh, you're doing some great things. I'm excited. That's kind of some of the backstory, you know, that brings us to, you know, last year when we started this and... Uh, I think people really didn't know, you know, who is this guy in, in the hemp space and, 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 you know, and everything. And I think I had a, I had a battle just not, not people not being aware of who I was, but I'm pretty sure like if folks in Austin have seen my magazines before, whether they knew it or not is, you know, they just didn't know, but, uh, um, um, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a labor of love doing this. It's not, um, uh, it's just what I've been doing for so long. And I, I, I absolutely enjoy it. each, each time I have another magazine, it's like a child. Uh, and I think I've done 180 of them now. It's, uh, I got a lot of children out there, Jesse. That's a lot of child support. <laughs> it is, it is, but, uh, uh, it, it's actually, it's the other way around. It supports me. Uh, that's how I've made a living for a long time now. Uh, um, going back to my roots, selling advertising and just being a good marketer, uh, working in radio and media. And uh, um, so that's my background. And I, you know, I ended up learning graphic design uh, after being in this space. And so we, we, uh, we put this thing together. And now this latest issue of the Texas Hemp Reporters, our eighth issue with Kaimani Marley on the cover. Um, he's performing at uh, the Houston Jerk Fest this Saturday. Uh, the magazines are being in Houston this, uh, as of today. The truck was delivered uh, to both Austin and Houston this morning. Um, Kaimani Marley is also headlining that uh 
Texas Hip Harvest Festival that's in, in uh, Austin in October uh, with our friends there at Sweet Cincy. So uh, this is the first time we've got a musician one. Now, you argued on our show the other day, Jesse. Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong is also a musician. So um, I never thought of Tommy as a musician more than a comedian. But, but you're right, he is a musician. But to me, this is our first music issue. And I do have Cass Haley as a great musical artist. People might remember Cass from America's Got Talent. So there's a couple of bands interviews in here um which is cool and uh and a lot of legislation stuff covered this issue with regards to the new changes in laws you you did a great interview jesse with uh um with david, david bass talking about yeah um and you know and andrea Steele, who was on your show not too long ago was also contributing so we've been fortunate that we get you know contribution from folks like Chelsea or, or Lisa Pittman or, or Andrea Steele. Um, and, and there's a new attorney that rides for us. So we, we're really fortunate that we get uh, a, a real cornucopia plethora of writers in CBD legislation, um, you know, grow technology to even finance. And so we've been real blessed um, with the, the, the contributors. And that's how I reached out to you guys was because I was, I was a member of your e-list on the, uh, cannabis collective and oh, yeah, that's, that's how i reached out to, to you in austin actually the subscription list on our site yeah i, was, I remember that you calling me up going yeah I, I get these emails from you or you're writing all these articles you come and and, and be a co-host for me on this show today and i'm like when is it <laughs> it's tomorrow at five okay <laughs> yeah yeah can you come co-host my podcast tomorrow and you were like oh okay <laughs> that was a year ago jesse oh man it was what was what was the name of the place takeoff terminal studios yeah, Takeoff Terminal Studios in uh, by the airport in Austin was the little studio place that we were we were going to, and and, and now we're now we're on KLBJ on Sunday morning. KLBJ was it five ninety a.m. Yeah, the the podcast also airs on KLBJ five ninety here in Austin. So I'm buying the airtime to put the, the the podcast on the airwaves uh, to to help us uh, get a little more exposure out there. It's quite expensive, but um, but it's a cool thing to do. I, I think that's really cool. So the new there's a new article in the magazine that talks about our leap from podcast to broadcast, and I think that's kind of cool. Uh, one of the writers did a, an article about the show i realize now that um despite when you're not trying to do this that it's probably the most progressive thing that's on klbj 590 am well you know coast to coast is pretty progressive all night uh, all along but for locally local programming you're probably right it's probably the most edgy thing but that's why they got us on at six in the morning jesse from six <laughs> to seven and it's and a part of it's because you talk about like just a moment ago you, you said the children are raking in the cash for you and it, it's really you've learned the trick of disney executives you know have the children do the work they rake the cash in and you get to keep it well it's been you know the thing about this business is you know i've i've produced maybe 12 or 13, 14 radio shows over the years i've i've always bought the airtime and 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 taken the risk factor that i would sell more ad revenue than than what it cost me to put the show on and produce the show and so there's a profit margin there and it's a business you know and the oh, same yeah. thing with thing with my magazines you know i have to i have to make these things profitable and, and in order to keep doing them and fortunately I, I have a gift with that and uh you know my advertising sales uh helps me you know do this and um and that's what you know that's just the key to the business 
business is, you know, that, that advertising side of things. Well, ta- talking of all of that, what would you consider to be the toughest thing to do as a publisher, Russell? Well, well, I've done this 180 times. I have 180 children and I, I, obviously selling the advertising, Jesse, is, is, uh, is the hardest thing. And I, I, I think that every magazine I've ever done, all of them made money. Uh, maybe I broke even on a couple of those paranoids. I don't know, but uh, that was not the wisest publication to call uh, the name of publication. But, uh, uh, you know, the hardest part of doing it is, is, is funding it, you know, and that's always getting, you guys are doing this right now with your podcast, finding advertisers and things like that. It's always the, the hardest thing is funding yourself and finding sponsors. And um, that's always the challenge uh, for a publisher is making sure that you 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 know you sell enough advertising that that supports it and uh and then making sure uh, they pay up yeah yeah making sure they pay you don't gotta send bruno out with the baseball bat to uh you know uh break some ankles every now and then i, but, I uh, love that right it, i love that right before we started with the david bass interview a couple weeks ago that dave was like yeah just go take a big rod and, you know bash their knees in and <laughs> think i'm joking with you buddy i want you to pay up well i was like no that's what we got jesse williams over here he's only six foot five 300 pounds i don't know how big you are but you're bigger than i am <laughs> it was a nice like 10 minutes of using the marcellus wallace joke from pulp fiction <laughs> Who is marcellus wallace yeah no uh it, it's been fun doing this and and um you know all the time that we were doing weird or rock star we always had that edginess about our publishing style that was uh kind of stoner culture counterculture we always had a grasp on the cult the counterculture um and that started with you know my early magazines post 9-11 and uh, the paranormal stuff and conspiracy type of things that we would cover and i think that we've still kept some of that creativity in our publishing obviously it's gotten a lot we're not on a newsprint uh, tabloid anymore we're an actual you know glossy magazine uh i'm we're printing 20,000 right now. It's not a lot, but it's it's a good enough to make a dent into Austin and Houston right now. And uh, uh, it, it's just been an evolution of my uh, my skills as a publisher has just evolved from the punk rock days of, uh, you, know, you know, 20 years ago. I was very, I was a very liberal punk rock kind of stoner kid in the media business. And all these years later, I'm, I'm a bit of a veteran at it now, I guess. He got salty. He got salty, salty. in the industry. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun, and I'm 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 glad to work with you guys, and and all, I'm real happy with the way things are going with this, and I, I hope it grows more. I hope the magazine continues to grow here in Texas. We've got nothing but room to grow. That's for sure. Yeah, we got nothing but room to grow, as Austin said. I agree with that. There's yeah. we're such a big state, and there's so many opportunities across the state for everybody. There's there's still frontier to be had. Well, you know, one of the the things I was talking to some people up in Dallas, uh, you know, Thursday, uh, well, well, Monday and Tuesday of, uh, and late last week, we were talking to several businesses in the Dallas area. And 
uh, it's hard to sell advertising to the Dallas market unless you're in the Dallas market. So I think, you know, we'll see how long we can keep Austin and Houston going. And uh, I think that the next expansion might be into Dallas, uh, up into that area. There's a good bit of uh, a strong market up there. You're obviously familiar with it, Austin, being from there. Um, so, so we think that, you know, in time, you know, we might be able to get to Austin, Houston, and then Dallas, and, and even maybe perhaps San Antonio down the road. Uh, uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, it's been a lot of fun doing this. And 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 then just the, doing the show, too, is a lot of fun. I think the podcast with the Texas Hemp Show, um, we're, we're, we're kind of spreading it around with the co-hosts. And, you know, we, we Jesse and I have a lot of fun with that. And um, so don't uh, get too big, uh, uh, Jesse, uh, <laughs> uh, with this show. Uh, I have to I have to find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> you get too big with this one. So go ahead and fire off the website for the Hemp Reporter and the Hemp Show where people can find you yeah, at. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you for the plug tonight. And I was happy to do the show. Uh, but of course, you can check us out on the internet at the Texas Hemp Reporter. Um, the magazine is texashempreporter.com. You can follow us on Instagram and uh, check us out on Facebook. Um, we've got the Texas Hemp Show is on all of the the podcast networks, pretty much all of them. If you're out there, if you just search Texas Hemp Show on your playlist, you'll you'll find uh, our programs. And you know, we've had Tommy Chong on the podcast to Sid Miller, and uh, in a couple of weeks, in two weeks, we got Cheech Money and will be on the podcast with us here in a couple of weeks again. So he'll be on. But uh, Texas Hemp Reporter, just look out there on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and give us a follow and a like and. And um, if you got a business and you want to be in there, uh, reach out to us, TexasHempReporter at gmail.com. Well, I appreciate you coming and talking to us this evening, Russell. It's always a pleasure to have you on some other publication to talk about. We learn more about you, what makes you tick as a human being. Thank you yet again. Lone Star Collective podcast, episode number six. Our guest, Russell Dowden of the Texas Hemp Reporter and the Texas Hemp Show. I'm the host of the Lone Star Collective, Jesse Williams, and here with Austin Zamhariri as co-host. Have a great week. Hey-o. Adios. Thank you, guys. Thank you both. Appreciate it. A lot of fun. Much love, Russell. Interviews, interviews, interviews when you say your name, I just Did you have fun? I really couldn't care less and you couldn't give him my best, but just know. <laughs>